Hello, everybody out there. Welcome to Marcel's Medieval Magic, the podcast that has me, Marcel Losada, reading through and summarizing medieval texts with my friends and family who have not heard or read these texts at all because they all have lives. Today, you, great audience, will be listening to Sir Ewain and Gowan. And yes, I am talking about that famous dude, Gowan or Gawain. Whichever okay. you want. One okay. Saxon pronunciation. One is more French because they put the emphasis at the end. I like the French one. I like, you like Gawain. Gawain. Okay. Yeah. We can call him Gawain if you want. I, you do you. I'm just saying in my mind, I would hang out with Gawain. Gowan? Oh, man. Um, Gowan mm. will steal your girl, dude. That's, <laughs> that's why I don't want him around. That's why I'm not hanging out that's with him. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a dick. Gawain's a dude that's going to like uh, hook it up with an eight-hour game of Risk and not complain the whole time, right? That's Gawain. Gawain's a reliable, reliable guy. Absolutely. And one thing I didn't mention is that this will be an adult podcast, so we can definitely fucking curse. Okay? Great. So Fan feel fucking, fucking free. Yeah. Good, because um, it wouldn't have stopped me either way. <laughs> so, Gawain, uh, and I'm sure most people, and my guest included, have heard about Gawain. Sure. Usually in yep. relation to the Green Knight. The Green Knight. That's the, the one, uh, uh, there's a, a Tolkien did a uh, uh, telling of the Green Knight, and I'm very familiar with that. I think it's real interesting. I love the depiction of, yeah, dude cut, uh, cutting off, well, getting his head cut off, picking it up, and making a declaration. And yeah, there's something about that Arthurian legend that is very uh, right up my alley. So I'm glad to be revisiting him. I'm glad we're back with him. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So you get a little more of, this would be like a different edition of it, right? Okay, sure. So um, I know you like comic books. Big fan, yeah. You can think of this as like another edition, another adventure of sorts. Sure. Um, So another issue, if you will. Yeah, Even though these issues are like crazy long. So maybe like a whole new graphic novel, you know? Yeah, but that, uh, isn't that the case? Like you go into any comic book store and there's always eight different iterations of Batman, right? If you don't like the Batman where he's facing off with Calendar Man, right? You can go for the one where for some reason he's teamed up with the Teen Titans and it all looks super like childlike. And it's like, yeah, there's so many versions of this that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Love it. My guest today, by the way, I haven't introduced you fully. Too true. This is my literal brother from the same mother, Jan Michael Osada. So, hello, Jan. Well, hello. I am glad to be here. I'm glad to be your brother. Glad to be from the same kin, lineage. I feel like that plays big in this era's politics. I feel like I uh, uh, I would have some clout. From being like a blood brother, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's a big deal yeah. in this, and we're gonna see. You know, um, there's uh, all sorts of obligations and connections and expectations. Okay. To okay. kin, you know, and we're gonna talk about those things eventually. I, I can't right? wait. Can't wait. Let's get it started. Um, let's get some background info on our text today first. Sure. Um, I should tell you that this text is a crazy fucking ride through medieval fantasy. If there's any medieval comparison, and I mentioned this before to some OG comic book shit, this is absolutely as close as you're going to get. You can think of Arthur and his knights as kind of like the Avengers or the Justice League. Okay. All right. Here are some notes from the editor. Our lovely editor today is Mary Flowers Braswell. They all have amazing names. What a name. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Mary 
of flowers. Uh-huh. Braswell. Yeah. Oh, and she celebrated. I looked at, uh, I found another version of this text because I was trying to compare translations, right? And what people were getting. And from Harvard University refers, they tell you to go look at her edition. So they're like, hey, we're pretty good. Also, I have to thank the fine people at Teams Middle English Text. All of these texts that we review come from Teams Middle English Text. They're an amazing resource sponsored through the University of Rochester. All their materials are free. Right. You may look them up at no problem. Anything they publish, they publish also online for free. But you can buy their books. I own several of their copies, and I highly recommend you go buy their books, too. Sure. Um, if you're broke, just check them out online. Learn something that's valuable, too, and I'm sure these people would be thrilled. Just, so. just read. Read. Yep. Yeah. Uh, jump on there. Read. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let me give you some basic intro, uh, info from our editor that's pretty interesting that she tells us about this text. Uh, Ewain and Gowan survives in a single copy preserved in the British Library as Cotton Galba E9. So okay. again, single copy. There's multiple um, translations of this, but just one of these texts survives. So it's pretty rare. You know? And uh, what, what year was it made? Um, eh, let me see. I think I get here eventually. I want to say this one's 14th century. Okay. So, uh, or 1400s, so 15th century. Okay, sure. And I will double check that for you. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, the parchment manuscript contains 114 folios, uh, 17 separate pieces. So folios are folded over parchments. Okay. Quadros are folded four times, and there's eight times folded, and then they would gather those, and then you cut the pages with a knife. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So that's how you make books back in this day. Right? Sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's 17 separate pieces in these. Most of these, uh, these are the books that are in here, which listen to what else is in this text. Sure. I need to buy this text because <laughs> the team's text I have only has two texts. Okay. But this contains the gospel of Nicodemus. Okay. Okay. A treatise on the seven deadly sins. Oh, oh, uh, starting, to, starting to wet my whistle. Yeah. The Prika of Conscience which is uh, the prick of conscience, right? Okay. I don't know. Sure. A book of penance. They can't all be bangers. <laughs> <laughs> a, a book of penance. Okay. That sounds Catholic. Getting, getting, right? getting real serious, sure. A rude poem. This is R-O-O-D, oh. which is the cross. Okay. I was way more excited for just a poem that was a little like, it was like just a, a little dickish. There once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> is that what you wanted? Yes, yeah, a little totally. bit. Or like... Or like the garbage pail kids of like, yeah. uh, No, it's about Jesus. (laughs) There's a pater noster, which is uh, our father. Okay. So uh, more religious shit. Um, And these are didactic, but there's others such as notes on the points of a horse. Okay. Okay. Second time horses come up today. Oh, you just wait. Okay. (laughs) The prophecies of Merlin. Okay, now we're talking my language, sure. Right? Sure. Isn't Drifting that one? Towards some wizards and prophecies, love them. I got to find them. that text. Yeah. That, no that one's coming up next. I will invite you back for yeah, that can't one. Can't wait. 100%. Can't wait. And the satirical poem, Sir Penny, represent a diversity of secular tastes. So another thing to know is that um, they just kind of wrote all the stories in the same book. Like there was no idea of like a catalog or genres. So at this point, okay, so I'm going through a book in this period of time. I'm turning pages. I've just been kicking it with uh, uh, Gwen and Wayne, Wayne and Gwen. Jesus, um, I've been kicking it with them. I turn a page, and the, it isn't like you know there isn't a new. Pre- it's just a new story. Like, are you? 
do you get a chapter or what, 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 what do you get? Oh yeah. No, it's, it's literally whatever you could fit in that book that whoever the rich guy that was paying for it to be filled, wanted it to be filled with, especially in these kind of collections. Um, so you could go from prayer to some body poem, right? That's like <laughs> totally sexual to, you know, this story about like some mother who lost her daughter from uh, fever. Jesus. You know, it's just like sure, sure. crazy, sure. Because crazy you, shifts. I, I imagine they were super expensive. I imagine, okay, so like books weren't books. They were just diaries that you had like printed for you that had like, they were like Pinterest boards of reading supplies that you just pinned together and now are, okay, great. Great. That's, sure. That's 100% correct. <laughs> so they were total just amalgamations. And you're right. It was so expensive. And also there was the people who could do it, right? And, sure. and sure. so there's also kind of a question of, are these guys writing it from other texts, which is easier? Or are they listening to somebody tell the story and then writing it based on that, which is obviously more difficult. Now we've got more moving parts here, right? Sure, like, so, sure. You know, and a lot of that stuff is just lost to history. You know, they weren't too worried about telling us how they got these things down. But um, yeah, it is crazy, though, to think about that genres had to evolve and that books had to be all about the same thing. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, in the vacuum before books, I, I don't know. I just always figured the way that they like collected the Odyssey... I just figured, yeah, I guess after the printing press, yeah. Yeah, all right. So that's the books that are in here, right, and the original uh, manuscript, okay? The manuscript is in generally good condition, although its upper edges show water damage, probably from the 1731 fire in the library of Robert Bruce Cotton, who's the book's only identifiable owner. The top portion is often marred by shrinkage, splitting, and staining, Wormholes, tearing, and ink blots occur throughout. Sure. Few of these defects present difficulties for the reader, however. Okay. The text contains little decoration. It begins with a large ornate blue capital, picked in red, and a long downwards flourish extending through the title and four lines of the manuscript. A number of smaller initials, alternately red and blue, are scattered throughout the text, normally coinciding with our modern practice of paragraphing okay okay so so the paint lasted on the front of the book or what it would it, is it like huh yeah so the paints were usually natural dyes okay and they were really good at making them last sure but I, they, I guess we got cave paintings and shit right like that yeah that 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 lasts for a while yeah sure right and they had minerals and stuff sure. and a lot of these were so what's interesting though is you'll have like the one guy that makes red <laughs> <laughs> that's his job right? like, and that's what he knows how to do uh, good old Reddy McRedder over there um, uh, Mr. Crimson um, yeah because it was different oh he does yeah. not get along with good old good boy green he does not he does kick it with blue on occasion they uh yeah I just yeah wild, I mean epic wild. painters could make a variety of colors and knew how to mix them, but uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. um, sure, sure. you know, <laughs> yeah. So, all right, we're finally ready. Let's dig into the text. Sure. As I mentioned before, this is a fucking long one. This is definitely going to be a multi-part series. I'll Great. tell you right now. For the short ones, I'm absolutely down to go into the text like line by line. For this one, there is going to be a lot of paraphrasing because it's four thousand fucking lines, and I'm not going to look at the text. At like every single word. Sure. All right. There are moments where I will look at the text 
because uh, there's times when our bad bitch, Mary Flowers Braswell, as awesome as she is, I think she makes things too modern. And so let me give you an example of that. There is a moment when the text mentions medicine. And as the editor's translation, that's what she puts, medicine, right? Um, but the original text says leechcraft. Okay. That, that's a very different thing than medicine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I thought leechcraft is so much fucking cooler than medicine. I, I guess, and she was just trying to look at it from, that is medicine of that era, sure. But let's just call it what it is. Black metal. Yeah, just, just cool as hell. And probably led to a lot of death. A lot of death. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But fucking leeches. Oh, dude. <laughs> fucking, oh, no, it's rad. Medicine. <laughs> Could you imagine walking into a barber shop and, and asking for your leeches? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so when there's moments like that, I'll definitely bring it back. Or if I just strikes my fancy and I think these sure. are cool words. I'm, I'm, I'm um, here for the ride. I should also mention my pronunciations of medieval uh, English are garbage. Sure. I do my best. There's going to be people eventually that'll hear this that'll start commenting about how I mispronounce things from medieval British stuff. And yes, you are right. Sleep easy in that. Did you know that you just conjured those people? <laughs> they didn't exist until you put it out into the universe. That's on you, Mark. Obviously, pronunciations are really difficult on this stuff. I will listen, of course. Feel free to make comments, but I'm doing my best over here. Sure. So let's get on with it. So the first page, now we're getting into the actual sure. text. The book is open. Love yeah. it has a brown stain that extends from the title down through the first few lines of the text. Okay. So that's always helpful. Yeah. And uh, how much of history do you think is lost to something like that? Uh, all of it. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, when, when I think about the information lost at the burning of Alexandria uh, for the course of the years it took for that shit to burn, half of history, most of it, I don't know. What do we have left, right? Like, yeah. We got one copy of Sir Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's absolutely true. So anyway, the first few lines start with a narrator. Okay. And he's speaking generally. Okay. Okay. Since at this point in time, these texts were probably read out loud or were written down from people who used to tell the tales. It's not terribly uncommon for these stories to start this way. Okay. So our narrator, the speaker person says, and this is the beginning of the text, everyone who God saves and shields from sin and provide strength and might to, must hear for a little while about Ewain and Gawain, who were knights from the round table. Love it. I mean, goddamn, if you made an impact on humanity to the point that it is a decree from God himself that you need to know this, that's huge. That's big. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. And what about an opening, right? That's no shit. Yeah, yeah, sure. Getting out there, right? Okay. And then it says, have you heard of the Knights of the Round Table? Because this paragraph is prepping you for some crazy night shit, right? Sure. Sure. And I get pumped about this stuff, but I do have a couple of questions for you before we go any further. Of course. So what kind of stuff do you look forward to in a story about the Knights of the Round Table? Oh, man. My bad boy, Merlin. I look forward to him either helping or hindering in a weird way. I look forward to my boy Lancelot doing inexplicable things often. I look forward, I mean, depending on, I'm not too familiar with Arthurian legend, but I do look forward to a good fight. So my boys like to get into some ruckuses, and uh, yeah, I'd love to see that. 
All right. That's pretty good because I think my list would be the same. And I actually think you have a lot of characters that you mentioned, which are pretty good. Sure. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's a, a pretty good working list of kind of Arthurian the knights. The knights yeah. you remember really past Lancelot and, you know, <laughs> Gawain. And I'm learning Owain, which I already hate that guy. <laughs> I just do not like him from the get-go. But really past them, gun to my head, I don't know if I could produce it. I'd start going to sleepy don't like yeah. I you Prancer, know prancing. Yeah, just uh, nice. Let me ask you one last question before we go further. What would you be sad if the story didn't include? So if you didn't get this, you would be like, oh, this is bullshit. Right. Just because I am such a fan of like this genre, a good solid dragon or large beast. If I didn't get a large supernatural beast, like if it just ended up being a real big dog, I'd be like, I guess I, I could settle <laughs> for it. But but if it's a legit like, you know, Hydralisk or something or not a Hydra, those from Starcraft. Hydralisk. Hydralisk. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, they can yeah, burrow yeah. underground. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, if I got like a Hydra, I'd be thrilled. Okay. Thrilled. All right. So the narrator continues. All right. So they opened with that kind of prayerish thing, yeah. right? Like, Bring us in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. S- sell us on it. Yeah. And they begin to tell us how badass Arthur is. Okay. Our speaker says Arthur, King of England and winner of Wales and Scotland, as says the book. Sure, that's an interesting way to uh, pose. Yeah, we we conquered these places. We won them. Yeah. Won those spots. Yep, good. Yeah. good. And I want to know what book, right? Like he says, yeah. as says a book, which I guess <laughs> means it's true. I I, or is he referencing his own book? As re- yeah, yes. is, is he like, well, you could just read this book and you know. Yeah, I think it's just one of those bullshit thing literate people said back then because there was a bunch of illiterate people. <laughs> people so they're just they were, like, yeah, sure. Oh, he said it's true. <laughs> So, uh, and many more if one looks, okay? So he won many more places, right? So more than just Wales and Scotland. Being a good colonist. If one looks out of all men, Arthur's the best. One day, so one day, uh, now we're moving into the story, right? Uh, uh, Arthur, one day, was having a feast on Whitsunday, which our editor tells us might be Whit Sunday or Whit Sunday, which is like a religious holiday. And when I say Whit, it's W-H-I-T. So this gets religious and confusing, and ultimately all these things are just kind of made up. So, I, hey, uh, uh, a good friend of mine constantly says, um, uh, you know, the brain named itself. Everything's kind of made up, man. Yeah. Everything, yeah. absolutely. But you know, it's like a religious feast day, right? Sure. So there's probably feast, and it probably, if the theme holds up, it has to do with maybe like speaking about truth. We'll see here in a second that that's going to become a thing. Okay, sure. sure. So. I'll take it to mean that either way you take it, this Whit Sunday takes place in the spring. So this particular, there's a Sunday in the spring sometime, and that's when the story happens. Cool. I mean, we're, we're, we've narrowed it down to a solid two months-ish. Great. Already doing better. Yeah. Then the narrator tells us that this story is taking place in Arthur's Castle. Great. Which is in Cardiff in Wales. Is Okay. So Cardiff's actually around still. Yeah, it's true. the capital of Wales. Okay. So um, that's weird, right? It's not Camelot. Yeah, dude. I forgot about Camelot. Um, uh, yeah, that is weird. And so yeah. he moved the table. I, I get. Well, yeah. back in this day, they, they put him in real places. Like huh. he just has like a, a castle. Like we wouldn't do this, I don't think. You know, like we were talking about actually some superheroes do this. 
right? the, the, it's DC versus Marvel. DC tends to make up cities. A city. They do uh, Batman's in Gotham, Superman's in Metropolis, and and even there's still a New York in that world, but it's just not mentioned much or when yeah. Whereas Marvel fucking Spider-Man's just in New York. The Avengers Tower is just in New York. So like yeah, DC has a much more I guess DC would be the Camelot version, whereas Marvel would choose Cardiff and uh, Wales, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of interesting. But I want you to remember that we're supposed to be in Cardiff and Wales, Understood. okay? All of this is also made up, right? There's later parts in the story where I just want you to remember that we're, we're still in England, uh-huh. okay? Uh, because it's going to make the rest of it really funny, <laughs> okay? But everyone in the halls is having a royal party. There's all sorts of knights there, it tells us, who are badass. And there's damisels of Mikulpriza, which means damsels of much praise, which I'm going to translate to fly honeys with flocking. Okay, great. Sure, sure. Yeah, right? Yeah. You got to have girls. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and they're of praise. so. Uh, the highest praise. Yeah, <laughs> dude. So that's pretty, pretty ripping. Um, and so then uh, the narrator tells us that these knights are strong in every fight and they gained much honor. Then here, they told more truth among them in those days than now. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> so this classic old person. Yeah, that things on. were yeah. better back then. That, uh, yeah, sure. Like uh, knight, knights back then were more honorable. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, you know. Um, so anyway. That's there. <laughs> so uh, the speaker says this, and I guess he gets triggered because he goes on a bit of a rant. Uh, good. And here's his rant. Speaker says that the words and actions that are not aligned are bad, but that words and actions that are aligned are good. Aligned with what? Uh, so you say what you're going to do. Okay. And you do that. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. The speaker essentially says enough of that and then says he's going to start talking about Arthur and his homies. Right, uh, which he calls the Cartesa Company. Okay. So, courteous company. So, okay. good, good dudes. Our speaker tells us that these guys were the epitome of chivalry. And it says that such praise was brought about by Spearpoint. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, getting real aggressive. Uh, we go from being chivalrous to violence. Cool. Yeah, right? I don't think they, they really make those two distinctions. Two distinctions. Sure. Yeah. Sure. One, um, one goes with the other. Great. Yeah, and it kind of also gives us a clue of what kind of weapons win wars, you know. Um, a spear point that, yeah, yeah. yeah. They uh, didn't say by sword point or yeah, sword sure, edge or sure, anything. Sure. Yeah, so. And maybe they're just feeling like it was a spear day, you know? Maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think a spear is a pretty great weapon, though, in this time period. And through spear point, um, the word of the homies' badassery traveled all over the world. So they're famous. Sure. Uh, through through some violence. Great. Yeah. So then the speaker tells us that after this feast in Cardiff on Whit Sunday or whatever the fuck it's called, the king goes to his chamber with the queen. Right. And everyone saw them go, and it says that beheld their albedin. And that was interesting because no one had ever seen them go to their chambers on high days. Okay. <laughs> yes. So for, I want you to think about it. First of all, I mean, there's so much to unpack here. Uh huh. Um, oh, it gets all, better. It gets better. An entire court of people 
Yeah, it, it's so petty that Blurk accounting that these this married couple is going to their bridal chamber and they make note of it and make note that like, well, they don't normally go to fuck. So uh, especially <laughs> on especially on high day, which what is what the fuck is that? What are high days versus? I wanted them to be epic pot smoking session days. Sure. Um, sure. But apparently they just mean like holidays. <laughs> okay, so you just don't fuck on holidays? I, I don't know. But it says okay. that they had never seen them go, and they definitely went. The text says, and soon they went to sleep, right? Interestingly, <laughs> and thank you, Mary Flowers Braswell. Here you're doing the Lord's work. Sure. A brown stain, she tells us, obliterates the word, but editors have put in sleep as <laughs> the <a> suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you what you th- what, any guesses of any other activities they could oh. be doing other than sleeping, but I think you already nailed it. A yeah. hundred. Oh, yo, that's the equivalent of just nature doing the pan away to the fireplace. <laughs> that is nature doing that. Like, you don't need to see this part. All right. That's a different kind of movie. Um, <laughs> That's a different kind of book. Let's just, yeah. Yeah. Sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And the fire crackles. Anyway, uh, so knights sit down by their door to guard them, which makes sense, I guess, but maybe they're just perving out. I mean, yeah, I don't know, but. Wouldn't that be normal either way? I think so. Yeah, right. I've debated on this scene, and I ultimately, because this scene gets weird. I'll tell you this. This actually took me the longest to decode Uh of what the fuck was going on here because um, it ends up being cool. I think what the effect that they're going for. And hopefully I explain this cogently because this was this is actually really tough for me, man. No lying. I probably spent like three, four hours trying to unpack this and reconcile it with different scenes. And this happens to me a couple of times. But anyway, so I was thinking maybe these knights are like bodyguards. Sure. Right, something yeah, like the, that. A retinue, right? In that, like, yeah, yeah, you got a, you got a group of dudes that are just trained to be your guys. Yeah, yeah. they're your homies. Yeah, yeah, and 100%. they're just gonna make sure you get through life. Yeah. So what is clear on the text is who's there. So now we're gonna get the who's who okay. of Arthurian okay. courts. Okay, cool. so cool. get ready Bring for all these me. names. Yep, yeah, love it. Bring it. Okay, so there's this guy. You don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off strong. Starting off great. Yep. Sir Dedina. um, That's D-E-D-Y-N-E. But his name doesn't show up anywhere else. Okay. So he is the red shirt to end all red shirt. You do not matter. Yep. It it could be that there's some conjecture, according to our editor, that it it could be that the author wrote it down wrong. And it's referring to some other guy. Or uh, this is how he remembered it from a different tale. So there is somebody who comes close, but it became uh, more than one person to track down. And so I just said, fuck it. This guy doesn't come up. This is the only story he's mentioned in. I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. Great. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. These guys do come up a lot. So Sir Segramore. Okay. Segramore. Yeah. Sir Gowan. Okay. There he is. Our uh, boy. our, Our titular character, right? We have, this guy's pretty badass. I think you're going to like him. Sir K, K-A-Y. Okay, already simple name. Real uh, real straight to the point. Love it. This guy actually makes it to almost the end of the death of Arthur. Okay. Like, so, so he's one, there for the long haul. And he sure. shows up every fucking where. I've seen this guy all over the place. Okay. Um, Sir Ewain, who is also a regular. I know okay. you don't like him. Yeah. I know you already have feelings. And Sir Colgravance. 
I don't like this guy either. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. What the fuck is your name? Cole Gravance. A homie, so. go home. <laughs> no one wants you here. You, you're, you're messing up the lineup. We got so many clean names. We got <laughs> Arthur. We got Kay. We got my boy Gawain or Gawain. Gawain. And then Colger Vance. Colger Vance in the rear. You, fuck, bro. Go home. I want you to remember that about Colger Vance. Because <laughs> I think okay. you might be satisfied. Okay. Can't, yeah. wait. Can't wait to watch him run. <laughs> You might not be, because we're going to get a lot of them. <laughs> God, <laughs> God damn it. God so, damn it. Uh, okay, so the text says that these guys are strong. Okay, They like, better be, yeah. They're fuck. ripped, right? Yeah. Um, and given that they're guarding the king, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's they good. better be. So they get to talking, apparently, and your boy, Cole Gravance, um, starts talking to the dudes about a crazy chance. So it's, uh, um, that means uh, like a situation and a battle. And I agree with those uh, terms, but I'm also going to add that it, uh, he's pretty much talking about like one of his adventures, okay. right? But I think the language just kind of doesn't add up to telling us what he's talking about, which honestly sounds pretty knightly. So, you know, we're outside the king's chambers. Sure. He's getting it on with the queen, which, okay, hey, more power, power to, him. to him. Yeah. Right? Amen. And um, then the boys sit down and one of them starts telling a story about adventure. Okay. Great. Yeah. Right. Sure. Okay. Pass the time. With a jaunty tail. Yeah. So now the queen, who had been listening to these guys from the chamber, she opens the door and stealthily sits among the knights, the text tells us. Right? And when Colgravance, who is apparently the first to see her, he stands up really quickly and he's kind of embarrassed and he rises in the presence of the queen. And I'm adding that uh, he was embarrassed, but the rest of it is straight from the text. And Sir Kay makes like a sort of jab at Cole Gravance for jumping to his feet. But we should know that Sir Kay is described as the following. For he was of his tongue a scalda, which in this case means a scold. So according to the author, to the editor, excuse me. But I think shit talker is the better definition. Okay, 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 sure. Uh, he's, uh, uh, yeah, he's the one of the group that I already like. I like me McKay. He's already the outskirts guy. He'll jab you when you're down. I don't know which Ninja Turtle to compare him to. Raphael. Is he a Raph? I am a Raph. I'm a Raph. So yeah. Yeah. And I think you nailed it there. That's what it seems to be, right? So he continues, Sir K. Sure. And says something like, yo, Cole Gravance, uh, you've always been quick to rise to your feet and you'll be known as the most courteous among us. And the queen will understand that none of us are so ignorant that we wouldn't have rose if we didn't see her. We wouldn't have stayed seated out of ill will or laziness. We would have stood if we had seen her, buddy. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Which is a reasonable thing. Punk rock reasonable thing. If, she, if the queen wanted to, the whole presentation and everyone... The queen's coming out, and post-coitus, I'm going like, I just want to hear me a tale with the boys. I just do, I want to be ignored right here alongside these guys, or I would have perhaps done one of the, uh, um, right? She would have done a, mm-hmm. Again, Kay's making a lot of sense. I like him. I like him. <laughs> I like him. Okay, so the queen interjects now, right? And she says to Sir Kay, I know that shit that you said is true, that you all would have stood if you saw me. And it's good that you, but it's good if you stop hating on your buddies. Okay. So, you know, she's doing what Queens do. She's trying to keep the peace. Uh, 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 boss. Yeah. Uh, good honor. Good yeah. Honor. So Sir K comes back with one of my favorite all time curses. 
and it's uh, Madam by Goddess Doma, uh, literally by God's doom, okay. which means okay. by God's judgment, which sure. I think we should bring back. Yes, a hundred percent. Not God's 100%. judgment. God's doom. doom. His doom. It's like doomsday, yes. right? It's judgment a thousand day. Thousand percent. Yes. Fuck yeah! How yeah. metal is that, dude? How? How? Yeah. Uh, couldn't agree more. So he says, and I'm going to say it again, Madam, by God's doom, we uh, didn't know anything about your coming, and we didn't mean no discourtesy. We meant no villainy, which is villainy, okay, right? Sure. Um, so tell this brother, Cole Gravance, to tell the story that he was starting, and the story just kind of switches back to the narrative, so let's pause here a second. Do you feel like Kay has really said anything really insulting? I mean, in an era... When you could be burned for saying, hey, the earth isn't the center of the universe. Yeah, sure. I, I think anyone saying anything to the royalty could be killed. Uh, so, sure. I think just saying saying the word God around royalty probably pisses them off pretty well. So, yeah. yeah. That's fair. So, Colgrevant says to Kay, um, by the great God that made this day, your words hurt me like a fly's bite. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Better men than I have hated you greatly. You are a stinky badger. <laughs> Literally, okay. a brook among men for to stinka, which apparently is a proverbial insult, but I'm going to say it plays. You're yeah. a stinky badger. A stinky badger. God damn. Uh, uh, what was the line before? Because stinky badger just... that that. <laughs> Uh, that's one of those. Uh, uh, that's an uppercut to end the the fight. Even though your last jab was the end of the fight, you just got in that extra uppercut just because you could. Yeah. Um, absolutely. So better men than I have hated you greatly. I just. I mean, beautiful. But just oh. That's oh. pretty good, dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially, I like the fly's bite, too. Oh, that's, yeah, sure. That's pretty good. It's a, a great comebacks. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just unmatched. This is perhaps why they're royalty. I, this <laughs> yeah. time, I that's Colgrevance. Oh, that's Colgrevance. Colgrevance is saying that. Yeah. God damn. You've got to uh, come around yeah, no, on this That's guy. a good move. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, He's moving solid. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. so he's he's not, you know... He's got words. Yeah, 100%. No, okay. I, I might be coming around on him. He yeah. just, we need to go by like cog or like we need we need a better fancy sure yeah sure we need something we need something yeah so sir k then they say sorry this is colgrevance continuing to sir k sir k since you have always been of wicked words and fierce although i'm gonna say fierce in modern culture means very different things here okay know? um i don't think this guy's gonna end up on rupaul's drag race Sure. But sure. this would be a hundred percent better of a story if he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Colgrevance says he won't be continuing the story that he was saying when the queen interrupted them. Sure. He won't say it. And Sir Kay then says to the queen, Madam, if you hadn't been here, we would have heard about some crazy shit that Colgrevance was saying. But since you're here and he won't tell us, you should command him to say his story and to tell it as he was going to say it if you weren't around. Okay. So he's advancing the, uh, uh, you want to hear some locker room talk? Uh, you, you best be ready for the way us knights talk when you, uh, you ain't around. Then uh, uh, if you weren't around. Okay. Colgrevance says, our queen is so wise that she won't command me to tell a story which makes me look bad. 
or discredits me. She is not of wicked will. So you nailed it. Like he, he doesn't want to shame himself in front of uh, the queen. Sure. Yeah. By telling sure. this, this racy story or whatever sure. it is. Right. Yeah, sure. um, or a story that brings him shame. Right. Sure. So now, like I said, and I think we can actually move forward here because you absolutely get what's uh, going on because it is kind of a cool scene. A hundred percent. No, this is a great, great, like first act development. You're getting, you get to know all the guys. You get to see how they're all like reacting to an authority figure showing up. You get that the authority figure is also like trying to break a mold. It's, It's good. Kay again says that the whole company wants to hear this story. So they should really get him to tell this story. And if he won't tell it because you asked, get the king to make him tell it. So he wants to move it up. You know, he's going full Karen on this. He wants yeah, to sure, speak sure. to the manager. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, the queen is having none of this. She says, don't worry about Sir Kay's bitching. He has always been of wicked words. So you can't blame him for being a dick, essentially. Sure. Um, however, she goes on. Don't stop telling your story because of what Sir Kay is is saying. Tell me about your crazy story and what happened. For my love, I pray and bid you to continue. So she does want to hear this shit. And she doesn't command him, but she kind of asks him to. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then he says, certainly, madam, I am reluctant to continue, but I won't make you mad. I will fulfill your commandment if you will listen to me. Uh, until with your hearts and ears you understand <laughs> you know you know my uh you know uh Corgervant is just sitting there like all right all right all right i gotta pivot i gotta pivot what's the story what's the story i was gonna tell about that one time in vegas with the three chicks we found in that lobby but oh man and then there was that donkey that you no 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 you know what i'm gonna tell her about that time no uh that time I fed too much to the homeless. That's what we're going with. Like that motherfucker is pivoting hard. Hard. I agree. And so he says, and I will tell you such things that you have never heard the like told in any realm. Wow. But words are like the wind. However, if someone listens to words truly, they go to their heart, which is a treasury of a man's knowledge. Wow. Wow. I, yeah. What a, what a good, uh, beautiful. Just beautiful. Yeah, Colger Vance has some bangers in this dude. Like, he's not bad at all, you yeah. know? Um, so uh, then Colger Vance says one of the hardest words to translate, Harkins. Which means? Okay, according to the editor, uh, the editor writes, good sirs and gracious ladies. Uh, so it's hail. You're just saying hail. Okay, you say hail. Now, this is where I'm going to go a little bit into there's complexity here. Okay, okay. okay. Hail's not bad. Sure. There's this word in Beowulf, which is really controversial, and it begins with the word huat, okay? Um, And people have gone bonkers. (laughs) They translate this as yo, hark, so, was uh, Seamus Heaney's, so, I was walking to the store. Okay, (laughs) okay, okay. So, there's things now that modern, like, people have been trying to get attentions, like, things like bros, homies, right? Sure. Which I think move way outside. But the idea, I think, is that it prepares the audience that I'm going to say a story. Huh. And in medieval audiences, if you were to say like Harkins, people would know that's like a trigger word that a story is about to begin. For us, the closest I can give you is something like Once Upon a Time, okay. right? Which yeah. primes you, your brain, that you're going to get something. Sure. If uh, we're, we're literally talking about like a street 
performer before there were before television the the world of entertainment we have now you would just be hanging out at some fucking outdoor market and it you didn't have the money to go watch a real show so some street performer would just step out and go hearken uh i'm gonna do an off 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 broadway show i'm gonna perform for you the 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 tale of Gwen and wayne which uh yeah great great Cool. That's that's a hundred percent, you know, and people would would know this, right? Like sure. so, and so, and it was just common knowledge, right? Yeah, yeah some kind of trigger for yeah. you know, and it's historic. It appears in a lot of texts, but it's almost it's very hard to translate to modern time because we just don't have we don't have that one. that word, sure, or yeah. even that man. I, <laughs> Who has the time to listen I mean, to this shit? Dude? It depends on if I'm if I'm waiting for the the train in uh, one of the metro stops here in L.A. Which, by the way, the Los Angeles uh, metro system, give it a shot. But if I'm waiting for a train, I'll give them the four minutes. Like I'll give them. Hey, go for it. I'm turning I'm turning this very podcast on pause <laughs> to hear what story you're bringing to me. Fuck it. Let's do Actually, it. if somebody did start and said Harkins at a train station, I would listen. I to mean, it. at least I'll give catch them. them a yeah, sure. <laughs> like, let's, uh, all right, let's see where this goes. Yeah. Anyway, he says Harkins, and that makes sure to tell everyone that this is going to be some real shit, right? And then he tells us that he's not going to tell any trivial tales. Okay. He won't tell lies. Sure. Uh, that will make us like him, which I think is interesting. Sure. Um, and he's going to tell everything just as he saw. Remember the beginning? Yeah. About true words and true actions? Sure. Yeah, it's coming back together. But we're now in a second narrator inside of the story, oh, and yeah. I'm starting to get a little Inception-y, but okay, sure. Let's get into the story oh. inside of the story. It's uh, Okay. Oh, just wait. Okay. <laughs> we're we're going to... Great. Multiverse. Love it. Yeah. So six years ago, he was riding alone, okay. seeking adventure, well-armed in good armors and or arms. Apparently, they're the same thing. I don't know. I'm guessing either way, the brother's decked out. Okay. I think is what he's implying. Sure. Sure. So he's going through the forest and he finds a path, but the path is tough going. There's thorns and prickly branches and many a quin, which apparently is a quinstree. Okay. And I looked those up and they don't seem that bad. They have a bunch of fruit on them that you can eat and make quince pies. Um, and I'm not sure if they really belong on the bitching about the wild path tree list here. But I, I guess it just depends on how dense those those guys are. Because, uh, dude, any tree dense enough is a bitch. That's uh, what I wrote. As I wrote something like, maybe they're hard to guide a horse through. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but apparently they're on his pain in the ass tree list. So Cool. Uh, yeah. I'll take your word for it, bro. Um I, I guess I had to be there. Uh, yeah, I've never even seen a quinstree in person, sure. so I don't know. I'm I, not gonna. I'm not gonna. Why not? You know what? Why not? They're yeah. Hate them. Hate them. <laughs> hate them all. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, he rode nearly all day, and he passed with great pain until he soon came across a plain. And a lot of this is written in rhyming couplets. But only parts of it actually rhyme in English. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. And then he saw, uh, in modern English, I should say. And then he saw a parapet, which are those castle things where Legolas fucks up orcs on. Okay. Uh, he does that a lot. Uh, yeah. Okay. That like forward wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the that ones thing. that the, the Urukais like blow up. And, yes. Yeah. Love it. 100%. Okay. Sure. Sure. 
so he rides towards this castle-like structure, and now we're getting somewhere, right? So we got a foreign castle, and he sees the walls and a dyke, which uh, is not a lesbian in this case, but is a moat. Okay. And that is the very last time on this podcast we'll ever refer to the word dyke again, because I'm pretty sure we can't say that, Jan. Chill. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> yes, uh, so. I say we just put that one behind us. Step it uh, away. Much love to my uh, LGBT community. A hundred percent. Yes. And uh, uh, real quick. So it's a moat? It's a moat. Like, it's got dykes to me are like... You know, the uh, legend, I don't know if it's a legend, I don't know where the story comes, but the, the boy putting a finger into the dike to stop it from going, Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah it's a okay. Dutch one, it's a, yeah, 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 from Holland. Um, and so yeah. that's what comes to mind when I think dike, not like a moat, but I, I, I mean, they both are retainers of water, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but text has D-Y-K-E. It's probably okay. back then uh, pronounced more like Dika, right? But um, yeah, sure. it's uh, sure. it's clearly for modern English dyke. And it does have kind of the idea of a moat, right? So um, I don't know. Weird though, but there we I, are. I mean, yeah. it's just, uh, uh, it, it's the dyke I'm thinking of only at a different angle, I guess. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, great. Yeah. Totally. So our boy Colgravance goes uh, around this, this moat and he sees a knight. Okay. With a falcon in his hand, standing on the drawbridge. Okay. Yep. Great. Let's 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 start it. Yep. This is uh, any good story. This is the part where shit's about to get wild. Let's All go. right. So um, boss fight. You I thinking? mean, uh, dude, or like sub boss fight where he sends the fucking falcon at you, <laughs> and now you're fighting the falcon. <laughs> Fuck yeah! All of this, yes, let's do it. Uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, but no, it just turns out this guy's the lord and keeper of the hold. Okay, still uh, a notable NPC. Like of all the NPCs we're gonna run into, this guy's dope. Great, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. So he hails him kindly, and the guy answers him courteously, and the knight takes Sir Colgravance's stirrup. Okay. Um, which is kind of weird. And he kindly commands that Colgravance dismounts. So Colgravance does uh, and goes into the guy's hall uh, and Colgravance is led there. Colgravance thanks God at least seven times, apparently, that he was brought here on his way to seek adventure. Okay. So they head in and the uh, host is leading Colgravance's horse into the fair palace. So it's a palace, apparently, uh, as it is described. He sees nobody in this palace except for a, a burda, which is a, a board. A rectangular board is how it's translated. Um, but it's not made of iron, nor is it made of wood. And he had no idea what it might be. Okay. So when I think of palaces, <laughs> I think of exquisite grand halls. I think luxurious carpets. I think dope armoires. I think your occasional like like fainting spell couches, like the couches you talk to therapists on in my dreams. Um, I I think that this motherfucker steps in and immediately goes, "What the fuck's that board doing over there?" Just all the rest of the, or is it just an empty fucking room with a board in it? 
I don't know. <laughs> but what's funny to me, too, is apparently Cole Gravance only knows two materials. It's not iron. It's not wood. Dude, like, who's this guy? They didn't have many back what then. What is this? They didn't have many materials back then. They only, yeah, fuck that. I guess not, man. They, they, they haven't progressed that far in Valheim yet, right? Like, they just got, <laughs> they just got to the point where, like, fuck, we could just make one metal, all right? Like, that's kind of a thing uh, yeah. so uh apparently by that board uh hung a hammer which it calls a maul like a mallet sure right okay. and the host knight hit the board three times with the hammer and then a group of many of the knight's followers pulled into the room these guys apparently are cool in their words and deeds and they took Colgravance's horse to the stables so what our editor tells us is that um, it, this weird alien board that is neither iron nor wood is probably uh, like a gong or a shield. Okay. And so he's like striking it. And this is one of those things where it's like maybe ah, like Middle okay. Eastern or Eastern, but it was weird to English to people. To them. So it was a, a weird... Uh, and that's their way of interpreting that into their culture, that a gong would make you that like... Huh, that, 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 that's the thing you notice in the palace. Okay, now I see that. You walk into someone's home to, to, bring, to modernize it. You've never seen a plasma TV before, right? <laughs> okay, yeah. You've only lived with uh, tube TVs up until this point. You walk into a rich motherfucker's house. He has all the shit you expect to have. And then over there in the corner, your eyes just go, what the fuck is that? A plasma TV? They make them out of plasma now? <laughs> so you you walk in and you're like, that's not made out of metal or wood. <laughs> what uh, what What is that? Uh, love it. Go, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of magical to him, right? So, yeah. Sure. And I, I, I mean, d- uh, depending on how you view magic, probably is um, to some degree yeah i mean there was nobody here two seconds ago right yeah. you struck this thing three times and then it says there's good people like they're not even they take his horse you know? yeah like, sure and nice. know what to do and know yeah. what to hand yeah, yeah. great yeah. yeah so uh it gets better and uh i need to get one of these gongs apparently but then colgravant says and this is maybe where the queen uh you know he started to get embarrassed because of sharing the story in front of the queen i mean okay okay um, then Cole Gravant says that a damsel comes up to him. Okay. Uh, Getting saucy. Yeah. And that she's lovelier. Like she's the baddest in the land, dude. Lovelier than anyone who ever lived in the land, which sounds pretty lovely. Uh, yeah. No, she's, uh, uh, she's the, uh, uh, the, the head of the cheerleaders. Uh, Absolutely. She's the high school crush. She's the um, Mary Jane to the Peter Parker fantastic yeah so here's something i've noticed though and this this is interesting to me okay so i'm gonna bring it up to you too um do you notice that there's no actual fucking descriptions of anybody like what 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 color is golgravance's eyes i have hair or skin i have no i have filled him in for (laughs) some reason with burt reynolds um (laughs) for some reason in my mind he's got a wicked stash because because again, I don't a hundred percent like him, but he is likable. This motherfucker's coming in and just 
yeah. Uh, so for some reason, I filled him in there. Uh, I have uh, Jolie as the queen, just because I, I think I saw uh, an ad for Maleficent not too long ago, so I just think I have that fucking just crammed into my brain. But yeah, there's... I don't even know what the room we were in looked like <laughs> to determine whether or not a gong in there would stand out, right? Yeah. Like, I, uh, I've i been given nothing. We're literally traipsing through the story. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Because um, that's one of those things, like, uh, that is really interesting about medieval era is that, uh, you know, we're going to get, like, no physical descriptions about those things that modern readers would care about. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, like that, it, to it, them, it just wasn't that important, huh? It um, wasn't. You know, um, like, beautiful was beautiful. Hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what your eyes looked like or your hair. You know, it was more about, like, your um, personality. Sure. Right? Sure. And How it you was, carried yourself, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, um uh, the medieval era overall is far less worried about like race um, and physical descriptions than they are about class, nobility, oh, and wealth, faith, right? And, and demeanor, and, yeah, yeah. And, and again, the goodness of you uh, that that you you should be true to your word and stuff like that, yeah. And those of things, yeah. Race and racial discrimination um, are a rather modern concept, sure. And that's when physical description matters more. Uh, of course, right? Uh, of course, we 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 think about this era, think what savages, and uh, that that parts of their culture were actually way more advanced than we are because beauty is clearly in the eye of the beholder. That that uh, 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 yeah, that there to think there was a time where you would hear a story about uh, uh, some fucking, and it just didn't matter what they look like, right? Just oh no, they're just, yeah, fill it in in your own brain, like great. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely, because yeah. you add all sorts of mixed people at this point, you know, and that's that's why oh, I wanted to bring sure. this up yeah. is um, there's, uh, and part of this podcast, if this podcast can do any good at all, then um, this is where we might come the closest to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I want to mention this because there's a lot of white supremacists that um, say that the medieval ages were a pure time where people were really, um, you know, preoccupied with Chill. like purity and keeping things together. And it's total bullshit, dude. It serves their own agenda. Um, you know, Europe uh, was not completely white, all right? Um, in this time, there was all sorts when was of it ever? mixing. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But people believe this, you know? Like, they have this narrative that, you know, um, the further back you go, the more racially pure things were because people didn't travel as much. And that's not true. There was massive conquest and there was great trade. And ultimately what we're seeing is in history, even just looking at these texts, people weren't as preoccupied. Like I said, you know, class mattered, money uh, mattered. Of course. Uh, yeah. You know, which, which power. also super not chill. No. Um, uh, yeah. But, and they had problems of their own, but not the same problems that we have uh, now. That we have now. Sure. And they weren't, you know, like the racism that we experience today is brand new in a lot of ways. Oh, you know, and for it's being, sure recreated it does definitely go back at least like 500 years you can track it but um maybe six seven but uh more than that it fades out you know it's just not big a deal slaves were a thing but they were of every race every race you know? sure yeah. it was more it a, wasn't a uh, racial thing. you were conquered now you're right. a people right. sure yeah, that yeah. was it you know yeah, it's yeah, like sure. sucks to be you but yeah. you could be dead <laughs> <laughs> what are your choices right yeah cool 
That's my serious moment. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel we have to take one serious moment per podcast, and that was it. So let's go back. If you sure. recall, Colger Vance has this super fly girl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so this super fly girl takes him by the hand, and it soon says that the genteel creature unlaced his armor. Okay, kind of like uh, I'm thinking Last Samurai, or uh, yeah, Last Samurai. That was with the yeah that scene where she's like romantically taking off his armor. Ooh, oh, that's sexy. It's great, very sexy. Yeah, <laughs> totally. love this, love this. And then she leads him into a chamber. Okay, and dressed him in a mantle. Weird, but <laughs> still into it. Still into it, yo. Still into it. Which a mantle is a turns out some kind of cloak it's like an overcoat thing that you put on over your indoor clothes more into it great yeah, yeah. so great. i still have no fucking i'm picturing i'm picturing a like good a old robe? i'm like, picturing a good old like illuminati style like you know just, yeah like big old roby thing where you can't tell who i am yeah, yeah 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 all right that sounds good yeah let's go with that man i like that so there's this hot chick and she's dressed our boy in this mantle and it's purple cloth Oh, oh God. Okay. I'm getting more into this. You know what? I'm <laughs> back into it. I'm a hundred. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. And the inside is decked in Hermione. Er, uh, so Hermione. I have Treat a me as picture here that you can um, see here. I'll give it to you from my page. Um, uh, sure. Just cause yeah, I have it's the uh, Hermione from oh, what I was okay. able to look up is the white fur thing with black spots. So it's a shoulder length, like half cape. You pro- uh, yeah, and it's for those purple of- on the outside, and it's got Hermione on the inside. On the inside, nice. Yeah, okay. Uh, you've probably seen this uh, for those of you out in the world. You've probably seen this on uh, on on your royals at some point, but it's like a half like half cape on top of their cape that sits over the shoulders and is like fluffy and is polka dot like has black dots in it and is just stark white i'm sure at some point some game of thrones character wore some shit like that and yeah yeah uh, dude high class super great if if i'm gonna get head in a fucking robe with a thing and a thing and it's gonna be just yeah uh great sign me up loving this um uh, yeah so notice i said we didn't get descriptions sure yes we do get descriptions of what's like rich. Oh, a class. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, yeah. yes. Of course. Of course. Dude, th- th- that hasn't changed, right? <laughs> what, what shit do you have? You go back to the fucking Bible and they're telling you that effigies are like sin, right? Oh, uh, uh, you don't get a description of what fucking any of them look like, but you get what, oh, well, that motherfucker had shit. Uh, let me tell you about his shit. He had this. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Right. All right. Then it says, um, all the other people had gone from them and it was just the two of them. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So Cogravance and the super fine lady friend he just made. And it says that she served him Hendley to Hend, which means kindly or courteously at hand that she had the best manners. She spoke truthfully. Okay, important. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. And eloquently, and her demeanor overall was soft and stable. It tells us so. That's good. What? I just read this shit, Jan. Sure. I don't know, man. Yeah. I just. 
Fuck, man. Their porn was weird back then. Their porn was fucking weird, man. Like, I was into it, and now we're uh, cool, I, I guess. Whatever whatever gets you off, but um, great. So, Cobra Vance says that if he could live with her, he would do it gladly. Which, yeah, buddy. I mean, this woman seems like quite a catch. Yeah, she, yeah so, sure, for sure. Yeah, get your get her digits or whatever the uh, nightly equivalent, the equivalent is. is. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, when it was time for supper, Colgravance says that the lady led him in a gracious manner to the hall where everyone was being served well. And then they're going to refer to this, the Lady Bright. That's what they call her. The, uh, it's probably Lady Brichte um, back then, but Lady Bright is what okay. it uh, looks like to us. Serves our boy his meal, and he says that no one in the hall lacked meat pies or roast meats. Okay. Yeah, which also gives us a, some clues into what people maybe thought were like fancy foods back yeah, Fancy food, sure. Huh. Yeah. Huh. But if you had meat pies, which actually, today's day, I'm like, meat pies. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I get excited for both. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, then the host mentions that he can't remember any time before in which a knight came to him that sought adventures. This is the host. Okay. okay. Um, and he asked Colgravance that if he ever comes around again, he should visit and tell them about his adventures. Okay. okay. The, they're, they're just hard up for a story. Yeah, that's all they want, great. right? These sure. great people. Yeah. And Colgravance uh, seems to genuinely say that he absolutely would do it, right? Like um, that this was a good place. So that night he sleeps well. And his horse slept well, it tells us. Okay. So we, we have stepped over descriptions of the environment. We, I don't even know what time of the day it is. I don't understand how tall he is. Again, that Burt Reynolds motherfucker is standing in a court of a bunch of NPCs from fucking every video game I've ever played in this era. It's just a bunch of nameless, faceless entities. But I know that that horse, who I don't know its name... <laughs> <laughs> because they probably didn't give horses to <laughs> because they're fucking <laughs> but I know that he got a good night's sleep good he did great yeah great. and he doesn't have a name and, and you don't of have to worry about him for long yes, <laughs> yes of course he doesn't so um, now it's daylight right so yep. it does tell us now so now you know what time it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we solved that riddle <laughs> so he takes his leave from his host, and he goes out looking for adventure in the land. Cool. Chill. And Typical s- Tinder date these days. Uh, the <laughs> Hey, let's go on an adventure. Cool. Oh, let's go to your bar of choice. Uh, <laughs> so soon he finds a Ferra forest. Okay. Not Ferra faucet, but a fair forest is sure. what it stands for. Okay. Um, which sounds promising in terms yeah, of adventure. This great. is where we want to go, right? Um, and he thinks he ended up in this forest by luck. Okay. Okay. So he begins to hear a ton of wild animals. All right. Now, remember, we're in Cardiff and Wales. He hears leopards, lions, bears, also bulls and boars that cried out and roared sorrowfully. And you may have noticed that many of these animals are not native to England. And you'd be now, correct, my friend. Marcel, I'm not, I'm no uh, a cartographer. <laughs> I'm, uh, um, I'm hardly educated. <laughs> I don't think, Carth, it's on the island of England, like, right? It's, it's on 
So is it, it sure is. Yeah, it is. is. Cole Gervant's the reason tigers aren't on this or lions, which, which, which of the great cats was it? Was it lions or tigers? You actually have lions and leopards, my friend. Oh, lions <laughs> and leopards. You have two. Do, uh, is he the reason they're not there anymore? Did he kill them all? Uh, you know, what's funny is I went down a rabbit hole for this and people believe that there are alien big cats in England. And now when I say alien, they mean like foreign. At foreign first I got cats? really excited. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that, that, that the greys dropped a couple of big cats yeah. just to see what the fuck would happen. Yeah. I love it. 100%. What they, yeah. That's what I yeah when I was reading this story, I was like, hey, Oh my God. Hey, you know, don't fuck with them real good. Let's just pop up a couple of these fuckers <laughs> in the middle of London. See how they like it. <laughs> So what it turns out is that it's some Tiger King motherfuckers that have illegal zoos and they've escaped, okay. right? Yeah, so but that, I imagine... That's during... a modern thing? Uh-huh. Um, that was the only, literally, like, the only... Because I looked up and I was like, fuck, there are leopards. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, but no, it turns out there's no um, leopards. Indigenous. No... Uh, um, and yeah. at the time of this telling, no. But one of the things to consider is something like Richard the Lionheart. So the so English crowd was very aware of these animals. Sure. Um, but they were far away things. Absolutely. Uh-huh. 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 But here, geography is conflated. And this happens all the time back then. Uh-huh. So, and also just to think that this motherfucker is like uh, traveling and he just hears a litany of animals and is able to determine from sound alone, (laughs) from sound alone, like just the fact that he is in a fucking Hanna-Barbera cartoon (laughs) as all these things are like roaring around him as he's just, oh shit, I don't think my spear's long enough for this. (laughs) Like, yeah, fuck. Great observation, 100% with you. So Colgrave Vance gets out there uh, as he's leaving the forest. He stumbles into a clearing in which he sees the foulest wicked. All right. So this means literally the ugliest creature that this dude has ever seen. The queen. Am I right? (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're good. And he goes on to say that it was the ugliest creature that any man had ever seen in sight. Damn. So get ready for your mama joke material. Right sure, now. sure, sure. I, I honestly already burned it, and I'm uh, <laughs> I'm over it. I'm not yet. Yeah, oh, this knows? goes on we'll for see. like a we'll page. See, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he was loathsome. That's okay. not too bad. Okay. For ugliness, he was out of measure. Okay, that's a little worse. Sure. Colgrevance tell us that he had a wonder mason hand. Okay, a what? A wonder mace. So it's a, a mace. wonder massa, right? Right. Yeah. See, so he's got this badass, like wonderful mace, but I'm leaving it as wonder mace because that yeah, sounds that, like that's a, a cool weapon. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So he's got the wonder mace. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Big old magical fucking mace. Love it. Yeah. So the dude is strapped, right? Colger uh, Vance decides to make his way to the ugly creature. So boss fight. Uh, either a boss fight or a weird hookup. I'm starting to understand <laughs> Colgrevance is into some shit. And you know what? Got more power to this Burt Reynolds motherfucker. Uh, yeah. I like the vision you have, honestly. <laughs> I would watch your telling of this. 
So uh, here we go. As Colgrove Vance comes up, he starts actually giving us some weird descriptions of this guy, okay? And I know I have to revisit what I said about appearances, but um, you're going to get some pretty... Well, and this is... The, we're now describing a monster. So I feel like... And even though I have a feeling this is going to get oddly racist, <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to get like weirdly, dumbly, just dumb. But still, like this is... a. We haven't gotten descriptions of main characters. Like, so they're, if they're giving a description, it's because they really want to hammer in the point that he's a fucking, you get a description of the Jabberwocky, right? Like, yeah, uh, you don't get a description of the boy that fights the fucking Jabberwocky, but you get a description of the monster. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I do want to reinforce that we're still going to get nothing that defines race. We get no eye color, no hair color, no skin color. Okay. okay. But we do get, actually, I, I agree with you 100%. We get a lot of descriptions, and I wrote here, that show monstrosity or grotesqueness. Sure, sure. So, um, so they're just trying to, they're trying to get an, an ick factor out of their audience it's like a a gore scene in a movie today where you're you're trying to get the like a reaction out of your audience so sure sure absolutely so this is this is a description okay our boy colgravance says that the ugly dude's head was as great as a saddle horse or an ox Uh, great so cool what up, Oxhead? Yeah. <laughs> okay. This, this is what cracks me up. The down to his belt hung his hair. Okay. <laughs> so, so far, no description of a body. So, I don't know if an Oxhead is doing him justice or all, but he's also kind of a hippie, I guess. Yes. <laughs> or like a metalhead. Yeah, sure. Know, you just, know? He's got, uh, yeah, belt yeah. length hair. He's got, yeah. What? Fine. Yeah. <laughs> this cool. is bad yeah. so far, right? So after that, uh, Colgravance beheld more. He says that his forehead was broader than two large hand breaths. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> his forehead was broader than two large hand breaths. Okay. So he already has an ox head. And now the ox head has a very wide. I can't even think. I'm like starting to confound the image of an ox in my own head. (laughs) And I now can't think of what a normal forehead like shape is for an ox. Cool. This guy knows his shit. Yeah. Yeah. He had ears like an elephant. So it, and <laughs> that okay. one I'm cool with. Yeah, yeah, dude. The way this is the, the way this is like happening in my mind is like it's like uh, uh, shifting through like pre-developed uh, uh, options in a video game creation <laughs> screen. So like you just clicked over from like ox ears to elephant ears, and after a moment, like the physics engine kicked in and like they got a little wiggle to them. Yeah, like that. That is the way this is all happening happening in my mind so yes continue go on absolutely uh the dude was bigger than a giant (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) not just a giant bigger than a giant (laughs) like real airy description here dude Um, and you didn't lead with that (laughs) you know like Like, okay cool (laughs) his face was broad and flat his nose was snubbed like a cat. <laughs> so, and bigger than a giant is literally great. I mean, 
I'm glad they didn't describe anyone else because I would be more confused <laughs> about what the fuck they look like. They just didn't seem to have a way of determining what... I, I honestly wonder if anyone in this story has ever met a person. <laughs> like, has anyone actually just walked up and seen another human being to determine what... Uh, Go on, please. Please. Uh, <laughs> There's a good amount more to it. <laughs> His brows were like little bushes. Okay. And his teeth were like boar tusks. Uh, solid description. Solid. That's a thing I need to know. Yeah. All right. The rest. Oh, my God. Almost the rest. Elephant ear. Need to know that one. That's Bigger good. than a giant, which already, uh, I, could, I could conservatively talk about that for two hours <laughs> but okay that's a need to know T- tusks great yeah uh there was a full great bulge on his back uh, he's a hunchback there was nothing about him that didn't have fault bro now i feel like they're just being bro what angry. are you <laughs> yeah. what are you doing here this this next one's pretty bad though his chin was firmly fixed across his chest. <laughs> his chin? Yeah. Okay. So it literally I says breast, but I, I you yeah, know, amended sure, it. Sure. Yeah. And he was resting on his club wearing a wondrous garment that was not of wool nor linen. So once and, again. And if we know anything about Colger Vance, he knows, he, two, he knows two, two materials on this planet. That is what he is very good at. He can determine if it's one of two materials. That's it that. is neither. <laughs> what wonders. What is this? I honestly would love to see the world through Colger Vance's eyes. Uh, can we just, we can go forward in a second. Just, that he had no fault. Do you know what that means? That there was nothing about him that didn't have fault. Okay, so everything yeah. about him everything had fault. about Understood. him. Had some, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I I had heard that wrong. It's I'm that sorry. weird double yes. negative. That yeah, they uh, yeah, and I just heard it wrong. I, yeah, yeah, the medieval. Um, it's a French thing. Um, in France, you can double negate things, and it makes it worse. Oh, okay. And so huh. there's a throwback to that that appears in a lot of medieval texts. Okay. So like he was not, like not weren't brave or something, you know, I mean, they would do a double negative and it would emphasize the negative. Okay. Instead of sure. like cancel it out, you know. Sure, it's sure, sure. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. it's an old Love construction. It. The Germans apparently still do this a little bit, you know, okay. um, so. Well, and I've heard double negatives before. I just didn't, I, 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 I think just, I didn't hear that. Totally, yet. yeah. Um, so then Colgrevant says that when this ugly creature saw him, that the creature stood up. So Colgrevance asked this rolling ball of yo mama jokes if he would fight because apparently Colgrevance was in good will, which certainly doesn't sound like he has goodwill to anybody if he's just offering to fight strangers, offering right? Offering to fight a <laughs> giant fucking monster strangers. Love right. It. Sure. But uh, so, and then it says Colgrevance had hoped that this creature had no ability to understand or reason to speak. Uh, and finally, Colgrevance asked probably the rudest question he ever asked. What are you, fair friend? I mean, but uh, bro, is that rude? If you're, you're already a homie coming out of the fucking uh, 1400s and you come across a thing that is difficult <laughs> to describe at the very, very best. That's a fair question. 
uh, uh, that's a fair question. Okay. Keep that in mind, okay. right? So the creature replies that he is a man. And I don't think this is a man. <laughs> I, uh, okay, great. And Colgravant says, I've never seen a man like you, which given the description, yeah, okay. Yeah, fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, this time, the ox-headed, long-haired, two-palm-four-headed, elephant-eared, broad-faced, cat-nosed, bush-browed, boar-toothed, wonder-mace-wielding, hunchback giant asks Colgravant the same question. What are you? Oh, Damn. Which I think is awesome. Okay, yeah, way to yeah. throw it back at him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You go, freak boy. <laughs> there's there's a mirror element there that I uh, yeah I, d- I dig on this uh, big big monster dude. Yeah. Yeah. So Colgrevan's response: I am the same as you see here. Okay. Again, Colgrevan's coming with some pretty hot. Pretty hot takes. Love He's it. got some decent lines. Yeah, he really you does. You got to give it he to really him. He really does. Yeah. So then Colgravan then asks the Giants, what are you doing here alone? Mm. Yeah. So that is starting to sound like a bit of a pickup line going I back mean, to what you were saying earlier. Yeah. Okay. So Colgravan is into some shit. Yeah. Loving this. Yeah. He forgot all about his hottie back at the castle, Lady Bright. I mean, hey, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. You got a thing for tusks. You're showing up and being like, hey, uh, so I don't notice a boy around. Um, where are you at? Yeah. Uh, cue uh, the sexy sax man music <laughs> here. Yeah. So the mace-wielding giant guy responds that he's keeping each of the beasts in this forest. So all the beasts that we heard before. Apparently belong to this guy, right? Okay. Um, so then Colgravance thinks this is great. He's like, hey, uh, he thinks it's a merveille, so, uh, which means marvel. Okay. Right? And that he had never heard of a man in the wilderness or the forest that kept wild beasts in confinement. Right? So he's kind of impressed by this, right? Uh, and our big guy says, uh, none of the animals are so balde or bold to go nor by day nor by night alone out of this guy's sight. And it rhymes, so it has to be true. Sure. Right? Um, so obviously our giant guy here runs a tight ship. The animals are fully contained, um, and this feels like a little foreshadowing maybe, right? Sure. Yeah. So Colgrevance is interested, and he asks this dude, uh, how do you do this? Will you tell me your skill? Right? And the giant responds, parfait. So, obviously, they stop and get fruit and yogurt cups at Mickey D's. Uh, I mean, that's where my brain went. (laughs) Me too. Uh, uh, The second you hear that word, I am in a Starbucks looking at the things thinking, what? I know I want that sued, the, them sous vide egg bites, but really, I should probably be thinking a little health. These are healthy, right? I just won't look at the sugar content. (laughs) Fine. Okay. Parfait? Apparently means by my faith. In okay, those days. I can parfait. Right, and faves faith. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah. I can see that, sure. Um, and the giant agrees to tell Colgravance his secrets. Okay. So <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. Okay. So and listen to the secret, okay? I don't know if this is a secret, okay? So the giant monster man says, in all this fair forest, there is no beast that dares to move when he is coming for it. When he gets to the animal he wants... And this took me forever to translate, too. This was that second part I was telling you. It took me forever. But this is the way I think I'm reading it correctly. But he takes his fingers that are strong, so strong, right? 
and he gets it to cry out. So he grabs this animal in his hands and he crushes it and gets it to cry out in such a way that all the beasts hear it. Okay. okay. And now, um, this is obviously before animal cruelty issues and PETA and all that. Sure. Um, so then our big guy says that all the animals come about him then and fall fast at his feet to cry for mercy in their own. Wow. And it's kind of unclear to me if it's for themselves or for the animal he has in his hands. In his hand? Uh-huh. Yeah. But the giant says that then um, that they're the animal's friend would not be alive anymore if he wished to tear it to pieces, unless they, the wild beasts, come to me when I call them, I am master of them all. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I've been deep in X-Men recently, in the X-Men comic world. Fuck, man. Talk about an apocalypse move, right? Talk about like a... A superiority move. Just, I am the god of this forest, and I will flex. I will pick up a mother... I will just halfway crush a thing just to get subservience. Um, Like, just... I mean, yeah, the supervillain showed up. Chill. Um, Okay, so... Yeah, great. Uh, let, let's get to the sword or the spear and the thing and the thing. Um, and it could be that there's some kind of metaphor I'm missing here. Our editor doesn't give us any extra help on this I mean, one. There's a lot of metaphors you could. A lot of metaphors you could pick up from this. But uh, I, I do love the fact that there is that question that is the forest. And by forest, I mean like woodland creatures, like sure. the idea of nature, uh, 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 Gaia, uh, Terra, whatever you want to attribute to it. But uh, is it uh, bowing to his knees for themselves or for it, right? That, that, that they even took the time to think of that, that, uh, uh, that, that nature could be so selfless. Yeah, and I think there's also something there. There's definitely something of nature and civility, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's also something I think about uh, punishment and justice. You sure. know that like things must, you know, like there there's pri- there's pain in control, yeah. right? And yeah, like sure. that's an important thing. But sure. I don't know what to make of it, dude. <laughs> Fuck. So uh, anyway, the giant then asks our buddy Colgravance what man he was. Okay, and Colgravance tell him that he's a knight, right? A knight. Okay. Um, specifically, a knight that was seeking adventures in the land, uh, and that uh, my body to asai and fande, uh, which means my body to test and try. So our knight is uh, out there to weather the storms of nature, which I can relate to. You know, I backpack. I know sure. you backpack. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we're we're into that. So Colgravance continues, and he says that he wants the big dude's counselor, which is counsel, um, so that he could potentially point Colgravance to the side of some other marvel. Hmm. Right? So Colgravance is just thirsty for adventure, which, cool. All yeah, right. I get it. Yeah. Uh-uh. And uh, you have to notice by now, uh, by the way, that we've been roving the countryside for some time, and we're yet to actually fight any kind of battle. Sure. I was expecting it to happen here. Okay, yeah. So if you said you would expect battle from the now to the round store, you're going to be disappointed for a little bit soon. Okay. Okay. Not okay. much more though. I'll say it's coming. This is actually why. Um, uh, this is why I guess uh, I got into that Tolkien uh, rendition of uh, um, uh, Gwen and the, the the Green Knight because I was told, uh, I think through a Reddit article, but the, I, I think I was told that it was 
the most action-heavy um, uh, 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 Arthurian legend you can look up because okay. Tolkien knew what his audience was looking for. And look, I'm looking for the Legolas riding a skateboard or fucking a shield down a flight of stairs. That's what modern audiences... I want I want Captain America picking up the fucking hammer, right? This is what... I showed up to the theater for this moment. So, yeah, yeah. You'll get something soon. Okay, great, great. Hey, you're gonna I, get you're gonna get something that I think you'll like. I, I mean, I'm I'm pretty deep in something I'd like. <laughs> pretty deep. Cool. Uh, so the giant uh, says, "I can no wonders tell." Okay? okay, which turns out to be a bold fucking face lie. Because <laughs> listen to this shit. Then uh, the giant immediately starts talking about a wonder. There, okay, he says that there's a well around here. Fucking uh, fetch quest. Fucking fetch quest. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Go there and do what I tell you to do, all as I say, which means uh, exactly as I tell you, right? You won't get there easily, but follow this same path, and soon, so marvel shall you meet, right? Uh, now, this seems to contradict the hell out of what the guy was saying earlier about not knowing any Marvels, right? Sure. And he's uh, uh, very much uh, recanting on that knowledge right now. Sure. Absolutely. So the guy's a big fucking liar, but yep. we'll give him, you know, uh, that he's setting this up, right? Yeah. Um, so he says that this well that you have to find is under the fairest tree that ever was in this country. Okay. So that's pretty straightforward. Find yeah. the fairest tree, I guess. So. I, I, I mean, straight for sure. Well, great. What, what does that exactly I mean? I don't know, Dan. Can you put that into Google Maps and no. find the fairest fucking tree? I was going to say, is that like a juniper, birch? What I, I mean, what? I, uh, fuck, man. There's oh. a lot of fair trees out in the world. Um, we went to a botanical garden not that long ago. Lots of fair trees there. I would argue it's hard to determine what's a tree in a botanical <laughs> gardens so many times i was staring at a bush and it said tree well cool i I guess so he continues and states that by the well that is under the fairest tree in the country (laughs) fuck there hangs a basina right or hangs a basin that is of gold good and fina so gold good and fine okay this is Sounding good. Heading there. And it has a chain that reaches down into the well. And that there's a chapel nearby that is noble and full lovely. Okay. Which okay. does sound full lovely. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Sign me uh, up. Yeah. So by this well, there's standas astana, which is stands a stone. Okay. Okay. And, you know, that's pretty cool. So we're starting to get things together. So... Let's keep everything on track, okay? Let's paraphrase it back to our giant friend so he knows we're listening. We've got to follow a difficult path to find a well beneath the fairest tree in the country in order to find a golden basin that has a chain which reaches into the well with a nearby full lovely chapel where there stands a stone. Fuck, man. (laughs) Um, Fuck. And if I know... uh, You ever driven through Texas? Yeah. Yeah. Driving through Texas, you realize how many goddamn churches there are on this goddamn earth. That I swear you're driving in the same direction for like three hours and you pass the same church a hundred times. <laughs> and it's like, the fuck, man. So I could only imagine how many goddamn 
chapels there are next to fair trees. Maybe they just looked at trees different. Maybe they were just like, fuck that tree right there. That tree fucking slaps. <laughs> that tree right there slaps like a fucking shit. <sighs> I'm with you. I don't know what to make. You know, I mean, I don't a know. Different, different era. Yeah, different they, era. Were, they were just using different. Yeah, for sure. I played enough D&D, though, to know that this setup's pretty good. There's oh, got to the be fat great. loot. Dude, yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's a good fetch quest. Yeah. I thought we were going to start off with a bitch fetch quest, but this is top quality no we're we're gonna get into a weird dungeon that's inside of like the earth and there's gonna be like giant yeah i can't wait for the payoff it's just how the fuck you need to give me a town homie (laughs) you need to give me a general sense of where to look you're giving me an island nation that i'm sure today is hard to explore corner to corner fuck yeah, so our animal abusing beastmaster dude continues and he says Does yeah. he ever get a name? No. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, half of these people I gotta make up fucking names for him, dude. Yeah, so Yo, he uh he has so far played more of a role than Sir Arthur. Yeah. All right. Um so I just you're not wrong. Uh, but no, he doesn't get a name at all. Dude, so. And it's actually hard to follow the dialogue a lot of times because they'll just say he. You know? I've got to oh, figure it fuck. out. Dude, yeah. Fuck. So, um, yeah, sure. Anyway, so the, the, the giant dude continues and he says, this is what you got to do. You take the basin, right? And I assume you fill it with water and then you cast water out with your hand. And soon you'll see new tidings, apparently, um, the original word was teethened, which ran, rhymes with hand. Um, but I don't know what tidings mean, like what they expect. But he kind of gives you a hint the next part. He says, um, then a tempest will rise all around you from the east and the west. You will hear many a thunder blast. Thunder blast. Okay. All right. Which sounds like a cool D&D spell. Yeah. Right. All about you will come blowing a fast sleet and rain that'll be difficult to stand against. You'll see a brightness, which is like a whiteout condition, like a flame, right? It's going to be so snowy that it's going to look like fire, right? Okay. Um, and you will hardly know yourself. But if you pass without harm, then you have the fairest chance that ever had any night to truly proclaim your might. We need to get away from the word fair. We're using <laughs> fair to describe too much here. I uh, I need a couple other descriptors, but so far, I mean that yeah, metals fuck great, yeah, yeah. So our Peta hating giant is pretty much giving our boy Colgravance a quest to embark yeah. upon, as we've told. And uh, for not knowing a lot about Marvels, again, our the dude knows exactly not just where to go, but what to say and do, right? Um, and I feel like this should be a giant red flag for our boy Colgravance. But he is out here looking for adventure. I mean, yeah. And what what else is a night of the round table off fucking around going to do but go fuck with some fucking... I, I, we need to give him a name. I mean, we need to give him something. Uh, I, I, I am happy to. Whatever you come up with, I will write it in from here on out. I mean, old Greg comes to mind, <laughs> um, right? Just because, I, I don't know, that's kind of the foulest creature I can fathom. So, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, yes, I agree. Let's call him old Greg, right? <laughs> Moving on. Um, but for Colgravance, Fancy, you play on. You keep getting it, right? Yeah, sure, so, sure. 
Kogermans uh, tells us that he takes takes leave of. Uh, I was calling him the Beastmaster Boy. Okay, sure, uh, sure, but sure, sure. Old Greg works better. I mean, uh, whichever whichever reality you're playing in, in my mind, it is a six story tall old Greg <laughs> with a giant club and like fucking. I I lost description at a point, so it just became old Greg. It just became like it went from a halfway I was listening to just I'm gonna place old Greg right there with his glowing vagina and call it a day. Done. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent, I agree. Um, so, Colger Vance takes leave of him, and he rides until midday. When uh, and when he arrived, where he should be, because he tells us he saw the this chapel all fucking happened in and the, the morning. Tree. This all this is all just in the morning, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, time is irrelevant. Fuck, <laughs> this whole man. fucking thing. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, go. Um, <laughs> so he sees the chapel on the tree. Okay. So that's a good sign. He rides fine. Great. There he finds the Ferris Torna, which um, I'm thinking means tree here, that ever grew since God was born. How's <laughs> 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 that? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? That's one fair tree. Yeah. That's a fair tree. Damn. Yeah. All the redwoods are looking at that tree and going, fuck, man, look at that tree. Um, yeah, fuck, man. Okay, cool. So <laughs> if that thing's been around for a while. Um, yeah. yeah. Apparently, it's super thick with green leaves. And the text emphasized that it was so thick with green leaves that no reina coma tarbetuina. So no rain can get through. That's how thick it is. Okay. Okay. What? Yeah. It's green all year because no winter may harm it. Sure. Although how Colger Vance knows this since he just fucking found this thing at uh, noon, uh, literally dude, right he, now. He knows. But apparently. The second he laid eyes on that tree. <laughs> fuck, man. Maybe it's no. Like- maybe it's a famous tree. I don't know. Okay. Um, but he continues and he tells us that he finds the basin as um, old Greg told him it would be. And he also found the well, and it had water called the... Which sounds very refreshing. Yeah, very refreshing. Yeah. Lazarus pit. Yeah, then this stone, right, that he finds out, it turns out it was an emerald. Cool. Great. Okay, and we finally get some fat lutes at this point in the yeah, quest. Sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So this emerald was amazing, apparently, because Colgravance told tells us that richer saw I never nana. So, but then again, this guy exaggerates things. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> so, I mean, it's hard to tell where anyone's coming from. It's hard to tell up or down geez. from half of this shit. Yeah, it's just batshit crazy. That's where half this yeah, medieval I, shit ends up, dude. Yeah, sure. Um, and then there were four rubies standing aloft. Okay. Yeah, is what our editor says. And they shone over the land. And when Kolgravan saw that pleasing sight, it made him joyful and light. Great. Chill. He takes the basin soon and pours water over the stone. Then it says, the weather wexed and wonder black. So this is kind of a cool description. It says, the weather is turning wonder black or wondrously. Oh. Okay, black. wondrously black. All right, love it. The 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 story or the song from um, uh, Disney property where the uh, 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 demon thing comes up over the mountain. What the fuck? Uh, di- uh, Mickey's in a, a mage hat. Oh, um, oh, what is that? Fantasia. A uh, Fantasia. The the part with uh, the the black mountain. The Absolutely. That's what's happening. Yep. Hundred percent. 
So then thunder begins to crack and storms of hail and rain begin to fall. Great. With difficulty, our homie tells us that he stood against them. The storm winds blew super violently, and he tells us that never have winds blown so hard from a cloud, which makes sense because I'm pretty sure that's not how wind works. I don't think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. But uh, the metal, I'm a thousand percent on board, metal description. The, um, uh, the Night King has showed up. We're, yeah, it's all starting. Yeah. Right. So he says then that he was driven with snow and sleet, right? So driven with the snow and sleet. He could barely stand on his feet. The lightning is crashing around his face, and he expects to have been burned because it's so hot. Wow. The okay. weather made him despondent. And the other editor tells us that it's at a loss, but given that his next line is, I hope it's soon to have my dead, which is, I hope soon to have my death. I'm going to go with despondent because that seems a little more than at a loss. You know? Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Um, so then our boy Vancey here uh, continues and tells us that if this storm had lasted any longer, he would have never made it out of there. But through God's might that suffered wounds, which is a metal way to say Christ, <laughs> the okay. storm ceased within a moment. Then the weather was good again. And our boy Vancey was wonderfain or wondrously joyous. Okay. Okay. Vance is back on the, the right side of life. Okay. Thought there was a thing coming, but cool. It passed. Yeah. storm. Okay. So then Coger Vance tells us that the best comfort of all is having solace after misliking, right? Which is um, roughly like peace after, after unhappiness. And honestly, um, you know, I think there's some human connection there because uh, unhappy or excuse me, soulless, like comfort after going through like a tough time. It's really nice dude, in life, you know, 100%. Yeah. So then he sees a merry seat or a merry sight of all the birds that are in flight. Right. More of that rhyming stuff. Landing so thickly upon the tree that you can't see the branches or the leaves of the trees because of all the birds. Wow. Okay. And then they begin to sing so merrily that all the woda begin to ring. The woods, the whole forest is ringing with noise. Right. Could you imagine waking up to that? Okay. Could you imagine? Okay. Keep that idea. Okay. Because I think you're going to like this part. Right. (laughs) So their melody apparently is full merry, right? That no man had ever heard before, of course, because Colgrim is telling the story. Uh, yep, <laughs> great. Um, so, uh, and either he's really ignorant, like he's never been outside, or he's really good at hyperbole. But the motherfucker just went through a, a series of listening to creatures he's <laughs> never encountered or could have possibly ever encountered and was able to identify them through sound and is now so fucking blown away by the sound of birds. Yeah. Cool. Great. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them. Okay, sure. You can't see a branch. That's how many are in the street. There's a lot of birds. It's a lot of birds. Sure. Okay, so the birds die down, right? And soon Colger Vance hears another noise. Okay. And this sounded like a horseman. (laughs) Which is either a horseman, if we're saying this on the radio. Yes, for sure. Or a horseman, which is probably what it is. Which is probably more accurate. But I I like to think he just runs a real chill brothel in the middle of the woods. (laughs) Me too. Real chill. Gay brothel. Yeah. Uh, So I'd like to believe it was some pimp motherfucker also strutting around the forest, you know? But uh, it's actually, it turns out, 
it sounds like a posse to him because he says it sounds like nine or ten riders coming at once. All right. Uh, so horsemen, sure. Yeah. Sure. And soon Colgrevant sees a single knight appear that had made all this noise. Okay. Another potential boss battle? I mean, is it, is it my homeboy DeGreen? It is not. Uh, but finally, after 400 lines, we're going to get some action? Oh, great, great. Bring it, bring it. Okay. Burt Reynolds has a spear. He's on a horse, maybe, and is now... Yep, can't wait. So he tells us that this knight is decked in some dank armor. He says it's Richa armors, right? Okay. Which is probably good. And when Colgravan sees this, he, Mishilda and Sphira, takes up. So he's getting his shield and spear ready. Sure. Right? And I'm guessing the spear, these seems like knightly weapons. I'm guessing a spear and lance are probably interchangeable at this point. So, uh, yeah, okay. you know. Yeah, um, sure. A long like, poking you know. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. So, you know, I, I tend to think of a spear a little different than a lance. Than a lance, sure. But yeah. I'm thinking that might just be like my modern sense, uh, you know? Uh, yeah. Too I true. don't know, man. Um, but it's definitely like, I think we're gearing up for like a knightly typical joust, like a medieval time shit. Either way, this is that moment in Dark Souls where you just got out of one of the big gigantic boss battles and you now are fighting one of the motherfuckers that's your size. And for some reason, that's even more terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you kidding me? The giant was hard enough to take out. You fucker are... No, 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 no. Okay. Okay. Bring it. They're going to joust. Love this. Yeah. So this knight charges towards our boy, Vancey here. Uh, and starts talking all sorts of problems. He asks why Colgravant summoned storms that shook his castle and woke him from his rest. Wow, so this guy has a high opinion of Colgravant because <laughs> Colgravant ain't summoning nothing. Um, uh, yeah, Colgravant is not control the weather. He literally threw water on a rock. <laughs> yeah, well, threw water on a rock. Um, yeah. yeah. And, As uh, a gesture. Um, yeah, okay. Because some... Beast mastery dude who has no name told him to. <laughs> told him to, sure. <laughs> yep, 100%. Um, and he tells uh, uh, Colgrevance that he woke him up and that he's done wrong to his forest and his home. I mean, that's probably accurate, but sure. Yeah, the knight then says Colgrevance will pay for this. Says, that was Sal Abai, right? Okay. So um, literally, you will pay for this, right? Um, and then Colgrevance says that he came eagerly forward and that he had done uh that this knight uh says to colgrevance that he had done him great destruction and it couldn't be mended so the storm woken knight tells our boy vancey to defend himself colgrevance strikes first okay and he uses his spear nice but he says that as soon as he smata him on the shield that his spear broke out in the field. Okay. So he strikes on the shield, but his, his spear breaks sure. on the guy's shield. Sure, sure. Um, And then our boy is spearless now, which seems like a pretty bad place to be when not in combat. Great. Um, not doing great in uh, uh, death-defying combat, yeah. Right, and it gets worse. This angry, light-sleeping knight then uh, took Calgravance out of his saddle by a spear's length with his attack. Okay. So he jabs him with the spear and knocks him clear out of his fucking uh, out of saddle. His saddle. So he's now on the ground. 
Yeah, and in that moment, Colgravance knew that our sleepy boy, Knight, was bigger and stronger than he was. Mm-hmm. And in the text, it says, by the shoulders, which is a weird way to measure it. Sure. But that's apparently, yeah. I, I guess it gives us a clue. I Yeah, it's better than no description. <laughs> it's better than not giving any details, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, at least we get something. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure, for sure. So he's got bigger shoulders, I guess. Yeah. And then Vancey tells us that his horse, uh, his own horse was like a foal compared to the Stormy Knight. So the Stormy Knight's got like a massive horse. Sure. And his horse looks like a, you know, uh, less than a year old is a foal. Um, which is, uh, by the way, I want to call this guy Stormy Knight because that is a great male stripper. <laughs> I can imagine sure. him with just the helmet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes, a hundred percent. And uh, still the gleaves. Uh, <laughs> or, yeah, you know, yeah. I dig it. Yeah. So defeated now, our boy Colgravance is lying on the ground and it says that he was stunned at this time. Sure. And so Stormy K wouldn't say a word to him, our, our buddy Stormy Knight. Uh, but rather just took his horse and went his way. So he steals his ride. I mean, no, he won his ride. Okay, the same yeah. way that England won Wales, <laughs> he won that horse. That's... I won that. Yep. Uh, then our boy sits there full sorrily, right? So he's full sorry, um, which is either, so- it might be sorely too. Like mm. um, I didn't get much editorial help. But um, he sits dazed in woe, not knowing what was what. And he sees the knight go with his steed the same way that he had come. But our boy Colgravance doesn't want to follow because he's afraid that he's going to suffer worse than he already has. Okay. So he doesn't want to get his ass further kicked. Sure. So, um, and this is one of, uh, we already been through this, but he says again, God's doom. Uh, he swears that he doesn't really know where this stormy night went off to. Okay. okay, so he just kind of went back. Presumably, this guy probably lives in the chapel that we just saw. Huh. I don't uh, know. Uh, Maybe or, not. Maybe there's yeah, a different place, I, but... Uh, and it comes up later. We're going to visit this place a couple times. Okay, okay, so, okay great. Um, yeah, you're going to get kind of sick of the storms. <laughs> Every time they want to talk to this guy, they, they go through this whole thing again. Oh, cool. So, uh, broken, battered, beaten, bruised, alone, and without a spear or a horse, our boy is out here in some clearing. And he starts thinking about how he had promised his host, the Hendy Knight, the courteous knight, the, the good host that he mm-hmm, had, mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, we'll call him Kurt, by the way, because he's courteous, yes, I guess. sure. Um, and no one else gave him a name. No, he doesn't have a fucking name. it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. I guess you not. You are an NPC that we <laughs> hit A to skip through all of your dialogue. I am about as interested in your quest and your life as I am as my phone is drifting into my view. All right? <laughs> that is, yeah. Yep. 100%, right? So Vancey remembers that he promised this Sir Court. Uh, uh, Sir Kurt and his super hot lady friend from the castle that he found to go there if he could. He remembers he left his armor there. Okay. Which is a strange decision for a knight, but it literally says, oh yeah, I left my armor back there. I guess sometimes when you head out in Minecraft or, or Valheim, you're like, maybe I should leave some things in the event that I biff it out in the world and I need it back at home. Maybe that was his thinking. Uh, maybe I'm going to get my ass handed to me by some fucking, <laughs> yeah, like giant knight, like just scaled 1.5 knight. Right. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know, but it's weird, and he did it. So anyway, cool. he thinks, uh, oh, okay, maybe I should go back there, right? Sure. So uh, he does make his way back there. Sure. And Sir Kurt, and uh, let's call her the bright lady, so Lady B maybe, right? Sure. So Sir Kurt and Lady B were super stoked to see Colgrimance. They received him nobly, just as they did the night before. Okay, so, um, you know, he's got a good place, to, uh, a save point, a checkpoint. Sure. Right, that he sure. can go back to. Um, so soon he tells them where he's been, and they tell him they've never seen a knight return from there ever. Wow. Okay, so wow. he's feeling all right, right? Sure. Uh, then he says something I found interesting, and I'll dive into a little because I think there's some perspective into what a co- contemporary crowd thinks about knightly behavior. But Colger Vance says, on, uh, on this visa, the time I wot, I found the follies that I see, which means something like the way things worked out I found the follies that I sought. So follies in this case means like stupidity or madness. Okay, sure. You know, so he's kind of like saying, I was looking for this adventure, which was going to test me. And I found what I was looking for. Okay. And it pushed me beyond limits. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, and, and this is kind of interesting because, uh, Colgar Vance is doing what knights do, but in that moment, he takes the losing end of what knighthood offers. You know, um, in armed combat, like violence, kind of like what we were talking about. Yeah, this guy was looking for violence. Sure. Remember, he was asking like strangers to fight, right? Um, And his decision to seek glory by calling his adventures follies, there's something interesting there. Yeah. You know, and this shows up in Sir Gowan and the Green Knight for sure. Yeah. You know, um, but anyway, we can walk away from that because I don't know what to do with it either. So there we are. Then, and I should say finally, because fucking finally, who should speak now? Now, now we're coming back, right? Because now the story's okay. ended. We're out of uh, the, so Cold the, Vance is finished speaking. Okay, and just to be clear, Cold Vance told a tale about a someone at a market telling a tale. No, this is this all happened to Cold Vance, and it was six years ago. Because remember, he was standing outside the door and talking to the homies. Yes, but then when did that motherfucker? Who was uh, who? Who said uh, not hail, but uh, um, a term that meant uh, um, oh, the I'm, Harkins. Harkins. Colgrevant said that. So Colgrevant starts his story with Harkins. With with a okay, cool. All right, so we're back with Colgrevant. Yeah, okay. We Love. we're just leaving Colgrevant now. We're coming back to where Colgrevant was talking to the boys. Absolutely. And right. he's still uh uh um uh are you afraid of the dark style ending his tale over the fire. Yes. And everyone's staring at him. Uh, he's hoping for applause, but who knows. Right. So, uh, then finally Surrey Wayne speaks. Okay. About damn. Time. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh I'm sorry, Wayne. Mm. You you need to choose a different name, but you know what? Bring 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 me onto your side. Go for it. Absolutely, and it's literally been at this point uh, four hundred and fifty six lines until we finally get Ewayne Ewayne into, into the, the guy who's mentioned in the title. Yes, yep. great. And who comes actually before Gawain? <laughs> so, of course, sorry, Ewayne and Gawain. Right. Uh, so right now it's been the Colgrevance show, but now we're about to pivot. Okay, great. Okay. And this is where we're going to call the episode. Okay, sure, sure. So we will pick uh, up, uh, back up with this next time. This is Marcel's Medieval Magic signing off.